Welcome fellow pilots and other podcast listeners to another episode of the Alaska Pilots Podcast. I'm your host, Strategic Communication Chairman David Campbell, and today we're going to talk about negotiations and give a bit of a snapshot of where things are right now. And for context, we are recording this on Thursday afternoon, September 8th. So with me here are Will McQuillan, your MEC Chairman. Hey, Will. Hi, David. Negotiating Chairman Chris Gruner. How's it going? And your strategic planning chairman, Ronan O'Donohue. Hey, David. Will, why don't you start us off? Give us a 30,000-foot view of what's going on this week. Thanks, David, very much. Uh, we'll get into what happened both this week and last week and paint a complete picture. I think we'll focus largely on what happened last week, I think, in the generalities. But the MEC was in session, as you know, for a special MEC meeting throughout the week, concurrent with negotiations. And they were there to provide guidance and steering to the negotiating committee as we get down to these final items. As we've said before, you know, we're getting down towards the economics, if you will, are always last in those critical areas that the POTS have identified as, as being important for ratification of this contract. And those economics are broad, right? It's more than just pay rates and retro and those sorts of items that people t typically think of when you hear economics. Right. I think that's probably what people focus on, and those are certainly very important. But more important are some of the uh, economic values that thread into some of the things the pods have said are important, in particular in scheduling, to make sure that when we roll this contract out, that it does what the pilots want it to do in terms of scheduling and flexibility. Chris, you want to talk about last week? Yeah, thanks, David. So last week, um, we worked hard on trying to, you know, pull the whole contract uh, together and to see how far we could get. We did make progress. There were a lot of areas that we started to pull together and um, work towards the end. But at the end of the week, we still left with a few remaining open items. And like Will said, they're important ones. They're the, you know, economic values, but then also the values that we plug into the scheduling system to make sure it works correctly. And like, Will mentioned, it's important to make sure that these things are done right as we uh, put a contract forward to you. Yeah, I think in large part because so much of what we've done in the scheduling arena is change. I mean, there's a lot of differences and you've got to get them right. It's akin to, I think, going out and buying a car off the lot and you have that one-time shot to make sure that you buy it with the options you want and that you buy it with the, you know, the engine you want. You can't change those out later. And so those, those things become critically important here in this, uh, this late stage of the negotiation. Yeah, actually, Will, I've, I've said this to many people many times, and I know that a lot of people are anxious to get it done, but I would much rather get it right than get it done. It's important to get it right, um, first and foremost. So that's, that's a priority. The timing is coming together, and hopefully we'll have something out here soon. But you know, it's, it's got to be something that we're sure we'll go through. Yeah, that's succinctly put, and that's about right. I think the value of the MEC meeting was also taking a look at these values, having them completely understand the work that's been done, but also to um, be able to provide a, you know prioritization, looking at the fresh polling data, things like that, that clearly, by the way, it has not really changed. Pilot's priorities remain very uh, consistent throughout the years, but uh, help us refine that vision and what we need to, to take care of in the, the, the final stages here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the reps are our check to make sure we're following your direction. So, you know, we have all this data, this input, we're working through issues, but we need to make sure that it reflects what you want. And as you talk to your reps and let them know what's important to you, the ones that you've elected, 
right? They, they're doing their job and making sure they're representing you well. And so we've been uh, touching base with them a lot throughout this entire process. And uh, last week, I think, was a great example of that. I'll ask this question, but both of you can respond. What was your sense of last week? Last week was productive. I mean, it was a, a good opportunity to, again, take a look at the, the polling data, get the firsthand feedback from the pods via their reps, their elected reps, and to provide guidance. Take a look at the items that were you know, left on the table and understand the path that we need to move forward on. So I think it was very productive. Uh, and there was we had said that there was a good chance that we could meet and not arrive at a TA for the pilots to consider. And you know we're not going to uh, to hurry that process until it's right. We do want it done in a timely manner, but I think it's as Ronan said, far more important that it's right before it's rushed. Yeah, I think that's an important point there, Will. Um, yeah, we absolutely want to make sure that this is done right. I mean, it has to be. But at the same time, we are working hard to be efficient in moving this to the end. So we're trying to not let a lot of dead space just sit there and are working hard to pull things together. And so a lot of this, when you're just sequencing through it, you have to solve one issue before you can move on to the next one. And they are very interconnected. So when we're looking at scheduling and just the value and everything else that we're bringing into that section and all the interconnected pieces, there is a cadence to it that's required to make sure that we bring it down to just a couple last decision points and then work over through those issues in order to get this done. So I think we've gotten to the point now where we've really gotten rid of a lot of the complexity. And then now we're just trying to hone in on a, a few last values. And uh, again, so there is progression and there is movement towards a point and uh, we intend to continue moving in that direction. Yeah, I think that's an important point that there was forward progress. Yeah. Obviously, it was well well worth it, and then you kind of hinted uh, that there's a lot of complexities and other issues to take care of, and that's what a lot of this week was and as well. So everybody's been very busy this week. Yeah, and so this week, uh, we weren't meeting with a company because there were some pre-existing conflicts, but even so, there's still a lot of work we can do and that we have been doing to move this contract along. So uh, implementation is a good example. So we've started some discussions around what would be required for implementation and began the process of bringing that together. So we understand that that is a very important point for the pilots. And so while we're still not 100% firm on a lot of these pieces, it at least starts to get the things moving that are required to uh, uh, get things programmed and stuff along those lines. Right. It's important to understand each component that's got to be sequentially addressed in order to make certain elements of the scheduling system work, for example because I think that's obviously a priority. They want it to work right out of the box. Right, then there's other stuff we're doing also, you know, administrative stuff with the contractors. We're finalizing language and pulling sections together. There's just a lot of crossing T's and dotting I's to make sure that when the final product's complete, we can turn it around to you quickly to make sure that you have uh, plenty of time to review it before you vote. Hey, Chris, you hit on something there that I actually want to, you know, underline because I think it's very, very important that we we stress to pilots that there's a reason. That a, a lot of times I, I get a lot of feedback from people going, we're not as transparent as we used to be, or we're not telling as much or giving as much information as we were at one point. And, you know, my answer to that is typically, listen, there's the stuff that we're working on now as tentacles that, that touch everywhere. And it's impossible to roll it out until it's complete. And I think a lot of people struggle with, well, why can't I at least know the basic, you know, of what's actually happening? Do you want to address that at all? Yeah, Ronan, no, that's a, 
a perfect point. So I think when um, we're, we're are getting all these pieces together, and it's like we said, I think several months ago, but each one touches another piece and until it's final, it's not final. And so we've been working hard to stay on track with what we told you we were working to negotiate. So the cancellation makeups, the reassignments, the trading, flexibility. Reserve. Yeah, all these things are, I mean, absolutely essential. But then just like we've said before, right, reserve touches trading and everything else. And until we can put a pin in it and call it complete, it's really hard to be able to say that this is the way it is right now because again if we end up touching something and adjusting it a certain way it requires us to go back and adjust another piece and we don't want to give you something that isn't what's going to actually be across the finish line and it doesn't even necessarily mean it's something that's a it's a give that's not it it's just we have to change it sometimes to make it work right i think there's a really important point in there and that'll be something that i think pilots should consider as well when we do finally have the agreement ready is to look at this holistically and think about that because we've had that observation just as a committee as you you look at it about how everything threads and everything touches each other piece of it and if you have to to understand the contract comprehensively by looking at it from that perspective that's what we found as we started to pull these final little pieces together and i think that that's going to be an important perspective too when the pilots take a look at it and understand why you know, this touches that, touches this, touches that, and it makes a complete system, if you will. Yeah, and I think it's important to point out, too, that uh, once we do reach an agreement, you know, and it goes through the negotiating committee and then through the MEC, we are going to work hard to make sure that you have all of the information you need to make sure that you can make an informed decision on this contract as well. So we're going to give you time, we're going to give you information, and uh, it's important to us that you fully understand what it is that you are ultimately voting on. Yeah, Chris, actually, that's a great point. And I was going to plug David and his team, the communications team. But, you know, I think it's essential that when this thing drops, education is going to be a massive undertaking that we're taking on here to make sure people understand truly what has changed and how it will affect your life going forward. And that's something that uh, the communications team and the SBC team has been working on tirelessly over the last two weeks, two to three weeks, trying to get these pieces together. So I do want to make sure that the pilots know that there's a commitment from us that you'll have all of this information explained to you in, in multiple different methods um, once this thing does actually drop. Yeah, thanks, Ronan. It, there'll be a lot and it'll take some time, I think, to wrap your head around it. It won't be like many other contract cycles where you can just put up one section to the old section and look at what's changed. It's you really have to look at it globally to get a picture of how the contract as a whole will be different. Yeah. And that's how we understood our mandate from the pilots. Right. Was it wasn't just to burnish a few corners of the scheduling section. It was to, um, I guess, using your car analogy, right? Or, put a new engine. Yeah, in. exactly. Well, we've often talked about these negotiations in the context of the landscape out there, the the broader economic environment, what's going on at other airlines. And over the past month and a half or so, it seems like every week there's something new that alters that landscape a little bit. And this week it was the deal at Horizon Airlines. So how is that functioning and playing into what's going on? 
Well, I mean, it's more, did they solve their pilots' problems, I think is kind of their focus. But it is a dynamic landscape. It definitely is changing and evolving and, you know, expectations moving and around it. And I think probably before I answer that more directly with some detail, the most important thing that we focus on is, as I've said, like when, with my tie-ins with other properties and Chris's tie-ins with other negotiating committees, are we solving our pilots' problems and listening to their feedback and getting it right? And so the Horizon TA that was put out for a vote, it'll open on Friday of this week and close like next Friday, was largely a rate enhancement and then a couple of uh, fatigue mitigation things that we already have in our contract. And they, they simply had to bring themselves to market because the landscape in the regional industry has changed dramatically. Yeah, so Will, I think like you said, what's important is that we are in line with the market and focusing on the priorities that the pilots give us as we address those issues. The other thing that I'm hearing a ton of feedback on, especially since Labor Day uh, just passed, is a lot of people mentally have the Labor Day as a goalpost for getting this thing done and for fear that you know things would slow down after Labor Day and uh, because going from the summer schedule to the fall schedule and um, people were afraid that negotiations would come to a grinding halt or at least to slow down dramatically. Do you want to address that concern? I'm sure you've heard it too. Yeah, I've certainly heard that concern. And there's a, a number of things that I think point to the opposite. The amount of progress that's been made, I think, to date, if the true goal was to just carrot uh, things through the summer, I think we would have seen a very, very different level of progress. We have so much forward progress done and point out too that all that forward progress, as I've said before, has been briefed to and is under the watchful eye of the federal mediator. So it's really hard to deny that forward progress. But there's also some true realities as far as maybe what be motivating the company as far as when we move forward, that uh, our fall schedule really doesn't change. The block hours, I had them pulled today and I looked at them and there's a, a minor downtick in the Airbus fleet, but otherwise they're increasing. They're the same or increasing so that we've got the same number of flights to operate as we move forward with growth goals that the company's articulated. In addition to the fact that uh, one of the, the significant concerns has been the attrition and that attrition without breaking out real specific numbers has not abated. It's just been consistent and steady. Hey, well, can I just clarify a point? I think what you mean when you mention the concern about attrition is that management has that concern. In other words, this is a problem that they need to solve, and so it's a pressure point for them. Right, right. Okay, thanks. I thought that was what you meant. So, Chris, can you fill us in on the immediate future? What will next week be like for you? Yeah, so, David, we've narrowed the remaining open items down to just a few manageable issues. And so we'll uh, go back at it with the company next week, see how far we get, and we'll let you know where we are uh, at the end of next week. So what I'm hearing from both of you in this episode is that we've narrowed down the issues quite a bit, and we could be close, maybe not, but we could be. And so I think there's a lot of maybe wondering out there about when or whether we have an, an agreement and... I just want to be really explicit about how that would be announced. Once the MEC approves a tentative agreement, how will pilots know that and what would, how soon will they know that? They'll know almost immediately via an email and a text. So if you aren't already enrolled in the TextCaster 
program, make sure that you are, because that'll be the most timely notification that you'll receive. And I know that there's a, a lot of maybe different versions of that narrative, but that is exactly how it will go down an email and then the text caster. And then there will be a wealth of information provided to you in an incredibly fast fashion. That's right. There'll be a lot of information to help pilots understand what's in the tentative agreement. So if you haven't yet signed up for TextCaster, pilots can do that easily by logging into alaskapilots.org and on the members page, scroll down to the bottom and you'll see a banner that says quick links and contained in there is a link to TextCaster. That'll get you signed up and that will be the quickest way that you will find out that a tentative agreement has been approved. Well, Will, as we often do, you want to close us out? Yeah, David, I think you summarized what we know pretty well. And I would say that as we move forward, I think it's super important for pilots to avoid distractions. There's all kinds of rumors out there, and they're nothing but distractions. And as we always say, remain professional and dedicated to your job. And rest assured that we are incredibly very, very focused on getting your needs met. That was in large part the purpose of that MEC meeting, to double check, cross check the polling from the reps to make sure that we are indeed putting together a package that meets your needs. And to also, as I said earlier, look at things from that 30,000 foot view of how the system all threads together when we do have a TA. And I think that you'll, uh, you'll see that we have addressed those needs. Do know, like we said, you'll know in a very timely manner when we do reach an agreement and that uh, you will have plenty of resources at hand to help you understand the agreement, both in real simple form and very comprehensive form, uh, eventually, so that you can truly understand how that system works. But as, as we said here all the time, I know people want it done, but it has to work. It has to work as a comprehensive system. So while we want to get it done, it has to be done right. Thanks, Will, and thanks for the rest of you for coming in today. And thank you to our listeners. This has been another episode of the Alaska Pilots Podcast. I'm your host, Strategic Communications Chairman David Campbell.